Hi, and welcome to Bloody Good Reads. It's October, so it is the spooky season, and we're going back into horror. Had a few weeks of crime, um, but we're back where we do love to be, and that is in the horror genre. And this week's guest has a brand new book out, came out in September. Um, she's the author of Thin Places, and is a Shirley Jackson-nominated author as well. Welcome to the podcast this week, Kay Cronister. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, so what we like to do here on Bloody Good Reads is force authors to pick three books they love because I'm a bastard. <laughs> However, uh, what we like to do first before we get into your amazing work and your brand new book, um, what we like to do is ask every guest, how did you get into the horror genre? I feel like I got into writing horror kind of by accident. Um, when I was a kid, I loved the gothic, even though I didn't know that's what it was called. I loved like The Secret Garden. I loved the series of unfortunate events books um and then when i got older like when i was a teenager um in my very early 20s i started writing short stories and they were mostly sci-fi fantasy but i but they kind of slowly edged over into horror um and i realized eventually as i was also reading a lot of short fiction that um horror and kind of horror adjacent genres are what I found most compelling a lot of people do because horror is such a thin line between everything it's it's a, it's a weird genre in that way I'm always a very picky reader um so there were there was a lot of sci-fi that you know didn't do it for me and there was some that I loved um but what I found when I started writing it um was that I really wasn't too interested in how anything worked I was really more interested in um creating an, an atmosphere and a vibe and a feeling um, which of course is what horror is all about. And so gradually, even when my short stories had kind of science fictional themes, uh, they ended up feeling more like horror stories, I think. Yeah, cool. Because again, sci-fi and and horror, it's, it's, it's a weird collection. I, I've never really kind of paired two together, but I, I, I can see the see the crossover on it. So. so when did you kind of get the urge to write was it more of a more of a during school and kind of then into your adult kind of college years or I I always wanted to write um from the time I was very very young um and I started off trying to write novels when I was a teenager um unfinished novels mm-hmm. and then when I was 18 or 19 I went to the alpha workshop which is a, a speculative fiction workshop for like youth in uh in the U.S. And in that workshop, we focused mostly on short stories. It's modeled after the Clarion workshops. And so I had never written very much short fiction before, but I really fell in love with it. Um, and I think through short fiction, I kind of started to find my, you know, the authorial voice I kind of have now and, and some of the themes and topics that I'm really interested in. Um, so I spent the next four or five years after that, um, away from novels, pretty much only writing short fiction. Um, and now I'm back to novels, but but still still writing short stories too. Is that how then you put together your, your collection? Is it Thin Places? Which was released, yes. Was it 2020? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, um, I, yeah, it was amazing how, when I started writing short fiction, how quickly I, I had enough for a collection, which was really exciting <laughs> for me. It was It was a dream come true. And you had that kind of is that more like that gothic sense as well. Looking at the cover art is very kind of kind of gothic ghost story kind of ones, or is it a mixture of everything? 
Yeah, it's definitely a mixture of a few different things. I feel like you can kind of see me figure out what kind of short story writer I want to be in that collection. Um, I would say like about half of it is very gothic, but then there's like sci-fi, fantasy, folk horror, like other things kind of mixed in too. Hold it. Before we get into your, your debut novel and into kind of the inspiration behind that one, again, what we like to do here on Bloody Goodreads is force authors to pick three books they love. You are a picky reader, you said, so I'm intrigued <laughs> to see what your choices are. Um, what is your first Bloody Goodreads you brought along today? So I picked books that I really want more people in horror to read that I love. Um, and so my first pick is uh, Fever Dream by Samantha Schweplin. Um, I don't think this book is too underrated because I believe it won a Shirley Jackson a few years ago. Um, but it is just a gorgeous, bizarre, um, really formally innovative, uh, really disorienting novella um, about uh, sort of about pesticides, sort of about a, a mother-child relationship, but really just about making you feel deeply unsettled and, and disoriented. Um, it was just an unforgettable read for me um, the first time I read it. And I, I recently went back and read it again just to kind of study how she does it. Um, such a fascinating book. Apparently it's been turned into a, a movie as well now. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. That's really exciting. I'm, I'm mm. really curious to see how they approach that because it's not a book I would think that would be easy to adapt. Yeah, I've been intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a good choice. And it'd be interesting when it does finally come onto Netflix to see kind of yeah, how, for it, sure. how, it, how it's changed into it. Oh, cool. <laughs> My second one is uh, The Changeling by Joy Williams. Um, and this novel is another one that's on the kind of boundary line, I think, like Fever Dream between like horror and, uh, I don't know, just weird, surreal lit fic. Um, but The Changeling is this um, almost like fairy tale of a novel about a woman who kind of um, fairy tale style marries this man she doesn't really know and gets whisked away to his family's bizarre island where um, there's all kinds of of surreal and not you're not quite sure what's really going on stuff going on um, and it's just a beautiful novel it's really um, it's really thoughtful it's theological in moments and it's also just like no holds barred bonkers and I, I really I know that uh it was really critically panned when it came out and it's just now kind of starting to get its due um and it, it's the book that made me fall in love with Joy Williams as a writer I just think it's so good okay so how about your third choice my third choice is a real throwback uh Melmoth the Wanderer by Charles Maturin uh, this book is one of the kind of classic gothic novels from the 19th century, but it doesn't get as much love as like uh, the earlier or later ones. Um, and it's uh, it's got like five different frame narratives in one. It's kind of a vampire story. It's kind of a, um, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> but if you if you like weird nested stories and um, kind of a 19th century British Gothic feel, it's definitely a, a book for you. Awesome. Three different choices. We've not had any of these ones before. So it's, it's nice and refreshing. It's not Stephen King. but Because uh, <laughs> 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 um, mostly Stephen King. Um, three brilliant choices. So to your, to your own novel, 
you've got a brand new book out over in the UK from Titan Books. Um, and another book coming out in 2024, which I probably won't be able to talk to you about because obviously it's <laughs> not coming out yet. <laughs> However, um, Desert Creatures, which is now out. Tell us a little bit about the new book. Uh, so Desert Creatures is actually I uh, what we were talking about before with uh, some of the overlap between sci-fi and horror. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a post-apocalyptic sci-fi novel written as a horror novel. Um, it's set in the American Southwest after a climate disaster of unspecified qualities. Um, and it follows a girl named Magdala who uh, is initially trying to heal the deformity she was born with. Um, by making a pilgrimage to the uh, the Holy Church in the American Southwest, which is uh, headed in Las Vegas. So where did the inspiration for this one come about? So I think it was really kind of two core ideas that developed beyond. And the first was um, the idea of having a some kind of post-apocalyptic Catholic church headed in Las Vegas. Um, I really wanted to play with the extent to which Las Vegas is kind of a quasi-religious place for for America, for Americans, and um, just all of the odd material culture in Las Vegas. Um, but then the other side of it was I had this, I initially thought it was a short story idea um, about a girl who has uh, kidnapped a, a heretic of an exiled priest and forced him to take her on a pilgrimage um, through a kind of monstrous desert land. Um, and those two ideas ended up working really well together in, in novel form so I kind of built out the world of the novel from there awesome and that is out now yeah if I'm mm-hmm. right it came out start of September cool yes yeah last month so it must be good obviously your, your debut title was Titan as well because Titan is quite a big name in horror as well but they've got, got quite a lot of big name authors in it and quite a few kind of up-and-comers so it must be it must be quite a good kind of way, way into it for you it was really exciting to work with Titan, and I'm really excited to work with them again on my next book, which is uh, coming out in 2024 with them in the UK. How much can you say about the new book? <laughs> I can say a pretty good amount. Uh, the announcement came out a few weeks ago, so now I'm allowed to talk about it. Um, it's it's a very uh, gothic novel set in a bog in Appalachia, um, and it's also a family drama um, so it, it centers on five siblings who live in this um, extreme isolation in their family's kind of crumpling mansion um, and what they do when the traditional rituals that their family lives by start to break down after their parents die. Okay. And that goes into more your love of the gothic genre as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So that is The Bog Wife and that's coming out in 2024. So that one is going to be definitely one to probably be in our sponsor box as well. So do keep, mm-hmm. keep your eyes open for that as well. Is there anything you've been working on kind of after Bog Wife? I'm assuming you're pretty much there with that one. Is there anything you're kind of working on kind of really mm-hmm. after that? Yeah, I'm, I've been taking a breather on novels and gone back to short stories over the last few months um, to kind of like recharge um, and to get to play around with some ideas. So um, I have a few short stories in the works right now. Um as you can probably tell from my book recommendations, I'm really like trying to play with disorienting the reader right now, disorienting them just enough that they're still in the story, but, and they're still into it. They're still following, but I I'm trying to work on kind of 
honing that ability to do that very subtly. Um, so I, I, I won't say too much about plot or anything for those short stories, but that's the general, uh, the general direction I'm working in lately. Yeah. I mean, do you prefer kind of writing short stories? Because I know a lot of authors, some really love the short, short story form and others kind of struggle with it. So is, is this kind of your area that you kind of really love to go back to? You know, I, I really love both, actually. Um, there are things that I find really challenging and things I really enjoy about both of them. Um, novels, I love that you are you get to sit with characters and ideas for so long and you can build a more complex um, story, more complex characters. Um, and I'm, I'm really slow when it comes to coming up with ideas. I'm not a writer who has like a million ideas in my back pocket that I don't have time to write. I'm, I'm really the opposite. So a novel is nice because it, it lets me sit with something. Um, but I love how short stories are this like self-contained little world and you can focus on really achieving an effect or creating an atmosphere and then you can kind of duck out um, after just a few thousand words. So I, and I think like for horror in particular, that length uh, can be like so much more effective than a novel for a lot of stories. Um, so I, I would really say I like both and I hope to keep writing both for as long as I can. Again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast this week. Um, again, go and check out um, Desert Creatures, which is out now and keep your eyes open for the brand new book as well. Um, again, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you if you'd like to be found? I am mostly using Blue Sky for social media now. My username is just kchronister um, on there. And then I also have a website which is updated very infrequently, um, but with all the big news uh, at kchronister.com. Go to the, to the film side of it. Are you also quite a fan of the sci-fi horror genre or, you not, or do you kind of keep to more like books and stuff? Um, I think I have the same random pickiness about films that I do about books. Um, and I don't watch very many of them, but I have a few favorites. Um, one movie that I, I, I wish I had written it in short story form that I don't hear a lot of people talk about from a couple years ago. Um, it's an A24 produced film, but I think it's from Iceland and it's called Lamb. Um, and it's just this surreal, like rural, dark fairy tale um that i i absolutely adored not seen it yet it's on my list we mm. do a film podcast as well it's on the list but yeah i need, need, need to watch it <laughs> <laughs> awesome. again a huge thank you to katie for coming on the podcast this week um do do go and check out the book we will be probably talking about it a little bit more when i talk to kira nearer to our 100 episode as well so uh, hopefully we give some more details about it what we thought in that one uh, you guys know what i'm like with books at the moment too, too many and I haven't done a podcast for a long time so, so i'm very behind um but yeah again go check that out go and check out the website it's in the description below as well uh, and it's always a huge shout out to our sponsor abominable book club um you get a lot of titan titles in the book box um you never know you might even see one of k's books in in the box as well at some point the uk's best and biggest you, um, horror and thriller book box service bringing a wonderful haunted bookshop straight to your door each month um, you get some amazing titles you get a brand new book a possibly haunted second hand book and even a um, an indie title or sometimes you get a magazine in there as well you also get some UK snacks UK drinks and um, again you know about my tote bag I've mentioned it every time on this podcast but you get badges bookmarks and everything on there as well go and check them out 
in the description below and use the code bloody good reads at checkout to get 10% off your first box you can also catch me over on twitter x or whatever the hell it's called now um at bloody good reads uh, we're not on blue sky but we are on threads at bloody good reads as well um and instagram at bloody good reads you can also check out interview uh, you can also catch out there sorry about that, sorry <clears throat> you can also read some amazing reviews from kira um who is our resident book reviewer and there's loads more coming up for october uh She's sent me so many. I'm so behind posting it, but you're gonna have so many over October. You won't. We won't notice any difference. So go and check out some of her reviews as well, and go and check out our monthly podcast, Bloody Good Screen Movie Club, where myself, Niall, and myself, Niall, Marcus, and Chloe. I don't know why I forgot the guys. Um, are going to be going into our Halloween special this month. Uh, we've done it for the last four years, so this is our fourth year for doing it. We're going to be doing Halloween four. Friday the 13th, part four, final chapter, and the um, Nightmare on Elm Street four as well. So, yes, our fourth, fourth run through on these movies. Let's see if they're any good than last month's. And as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. I've been your host, Mike Goddard, and I'll see you next time.